Well, we are here to celebrate, and if you know how 2020 has been going, we need to celebrate while we can. Can I get a good amen? We need to take the wins and run. And so we're going to celebrate in a very special yes, way. Yes, okay. So we have a giveaway today. One of you, one of your families is going to get a really beautiful, here it is right here. Sarah's holding it. This is a gift stay-at-home movie basket. It's got gift cards. It's got popcorn. It's got the flavors that you put on the popcorn. It's got candy. I mean, you name it, it is in there right now. So here's what you're going to do. The little bags that you were given, the little white bags, under one of the bags is a sticker. If that is you and you have a sticker, would you honk your horn or yell or wave, start jumping up and down, whatever you gotta do. Does someone have a bag with a sticker underneath it? Oh, the suspense. Some of you gotta go back to your cars and look underneath that bag. Anybody got a sticker? I'm waiting for the honk. I'm waiting for the shout. All right, so that was just a test. <laughs> All right, we are going to do this another way. <laughs> One moment. 2020. <laughs> All right, you ready for this? There are some people who showed up today that I think may be having their very first Kalos experience on our third birthday. So I would like to give this gift basket to the people that own the white car right over here. To your left, give it up for this incredible group right here. What a weird first time experience. <laughs> Hey, listen, we are so glad that you came today. Thanks for coming. And I hope that you enjoy that movie gift card so much. We're so glad to have you. All right, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are going to share a quick message. And uh, this is just so bizarre preaching and speaking to a live audience. So if you want to grab a seat or a car or some pavement. I don't know how this works. <laughs> Feel free to do that. And today, I want you guys to notice that there is a tree in the middle of the parking lot. Just a little bit of nature for all of us to enjoy. And we're going to talk about a scripture where a man actually climbed a tree just like that to get a glimpse of Jesus in the middle of a crowd, in the middle of a public setting. He wanted to see what all the commotion about Jesus was. He thought Jesus might have something for him, something beautiful, and I believe that he does. And so I want us to jump into Luke chapter 19, and we're going to read the scripture out loud for us all to hear, and we're going to talk about a story about Zacchaeus and Jesus. The scripture says, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. 
A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. Dear Father, we pray that today we wouldn't just be hearers of your word, but doers of your word. In the name of Jesus, everybody said, amen and amen. I love this story about Zacchaeus climbing a tree, going through that effort to get one glimpse of the beauty of Jesus. And it reminds me, honestly, of hiking. Here in the Pacific Northwest, I love going on a long climb to get a beautiful view at the top of a mountain, a beautiful waterfall, a beautiful lake, anybody with me. There's just something about going through that grueling process for the payoff at the end. And it's important for me, not so much for my beautiful, lovely <laughs> wife, Amrita. <laughs> okay, people, listen. Can you hear me? Can you really hear me? Okay. I am from Kansas. It is called the Plains for a reason. It is all flat, okay? I, I have never understood how going uphill four hours is pleasant experience for anyone. <laughs> then you go up there, then you go back down, and it takes the same amount of time. It literally hurts my body. I can't move the next three days. Can I get a honk? Am I the only one out there? Thank you. I'm, not, I'm, I'm ashamed to, to admit this in the Pacific Northwest, okay? But I, I, am, I am trying, okay? So and I'm, I'm like, trying. honey, come on. Like, the sunset, why do you hate beauty? I don't hate beauty. All of creation declares the glory of God. Why do you hate God? <laughs> this is amazing. We're socializing, we're walking, we're getting a little bit of exercise. We can pick berries off a of free food. Like, this is amazing. And she, she just won't get into it. But Zacchaeus, he climbs this tree and he finds this beautiful view. And I'm trying to share this journey with you more and more. Let's endure the long climb for the payoff at the end. Yes. And we did do a climb on our anniversary a couple weeks yes. ago. We went on a hike. And uh, let it be known that Amritha hiked for four whopping hours. Thank you. And it was beautiful. I'll give it to you. It was beautiful. God's creation was incredible. But doesn't it sort <laughs> of um, doesn't it sort of feel like 2020 in this time is like this grueling hike uphill? Like some of us are having the experience that I normally have when we go hiking and we're just climbing and we're climbing and every step is just getting harder and it hurts and some of us are dealing with job transitions and we're dealing with being home and our kids are trying to adjust being home and and outside of that then the smoke comes and the sky is on fire and and people are evacuating there. I mean th it doesn't it just feel like one thing after another and I think sometimes this can also be the feeling that we have in our spiritual lives 
I don't know about you, but I have times in my spiritual life where I feel like it is low. I feel like I'm in a desert. I feel like I'm not hearing God's voice. I'm not really pressing in. I'm, I'm going to trying to do all the spiritual disciplines that I know to do, but nothing is really changing. And sometimes our spiritual lives can feel like that long, grueling hike. And sometimes we have to ask, does this really matter? I want to be honest about our spiritual lives and kind of the tank and the plunge that they can take right now. And so we're saying, I want to be passionate about Jesus. I want to be passionate about the church. But if I'm being really honest, I am on a long, grueling hike. And it doesn't feel like it matters very much. And so we are going to find encouragement from this passage in uh, Luke about Zacchaeus and Jesus on this journey of climbing, of going through it. Does church even matter? Does Jesus and spirituality even matter, especially in light of all that we're going through? And the first thing we want to notice in the scripture is, number one, that Zacchaeus wanted to see Jesus. And this is kind of crazy because the context of who Zacchaeus is, the scripture says he was the chief tax collector. He had influence. He was very wealthy, the scripture says. He had a lot of influence. He had a lot of power. He was positioned. But even in the midst of that wealth and influence, he still had a curiosity and a longing and a desire and a hunger for Jesus. And I, I wonder if it's because tax collectors, and this might be hard for us to understand in today's society, but back in the times of the Bible, tax collectors were not very popular. It might be hard for you to understand that because how many of you guys love tax collectors? Honk if you love tax collectors. Alice, come on. No? No honk? Anyways, he was, he was despised. In fact, the scripture says he was a short little guy. I don't know if you uh, grew up with this Christian church song as a kid. Zacchaeus was a wee little man. Who knows that song? Sing it if you know it. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, a wee little man was he. Come on, come on. He climbed up in the sycamore tree. That's all I know. <laughs> to see Amen. what he could see. Give yourselves a round there of applause. There we go, good job. <laughs> Meeting in person was just made worth it. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> and so I, he had a lot of these things that were against him, according to the author in this scripture. And so he literally is in this position where there's a huge crowd he climbs up on a tree, and he literally goes out on a limb to find Jesus because of this hunger. He's literally isolated in the middle of a crowd. And my goodness, as we are in these digital crowds, we feel so isolated even though we're so connected through screens. And it's wild. It's wild. In, in 2020, I find myself asking that question, Jesus, is our spiritual discipline, is it worth it? Is finding a glimpse of you worth it? Is praying worth it? Is reading the scripture worth it? Is fighting for the gathering of the church worth it? But like Zacchaeus, I think many of us who are even here have this inkling that says, Jesus, you're worth the climb. I have questions about you, Jesus. I'm curious. I'm still wanting to go on this climb because I believe that the payoff is worth it. Jesus is worth it. I remember as a a young man, when I first had a suspicion that Jesus could fill the longings of my heart, I was so depressed. I wanted to end my life. My family was falling apart. Our house was being foreclosed on. 
everybody was disappearing. The people who were in our lives when things were going well suddenly disappeared from our family life as divorce and depression and financial instability started to creep in. Maybe you had a moment like that. Maybe you're in a moment like that. And I remember literally saying, I need to find Jesus. And so I went out on a 40-minute walk to find a church. I had never gone to a church in this area. It literally was so dramatic. It started raining on me, and I just, as a young man, started walking down the streets of Minnesota trying to find a church because I had this suspicion that there's a God-shaped hole in my life, and only God could fill that hole. I had a suspicion that the only one who could satisfy the longings of my human soul is the one who created it. And you might be on this journey where you have questions, but you're not sure, and I want to say, that's okay. It's okay if you're just simply wanting to see Jesus. You're wanting to understand Jesus. It's okay if you have doubts and suspicions and questions. And I I love this quote because when I consider Zacchaeus, this quote says, long before Zacchaeus couldn't see Jesus, the tree was planted to meet his need. And in our journey, we're not alone. In our journey, we're not alone. As a community, we're not alone. And it's okay to have these questions. It's pretty amazing that the tree was planted way ahead of time. Zacchaeus went up in this tree to look for Jesus, to see him. But you know what's even cooler? What, what speaks to me even more is that Jesus was looking for Zacchaeus. Jesus was pursuing Zacchaeus. While you're journeying toward Jesus, church, he is journeying toward you. He is on that journey with you. Verse 5 says this, when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. There are three little words in this verse. The whenever I'm feeling lost and alone and I'm struggling, three little words that minister to my heart so much. And that is when Jesus looked up. Jesus looked up and he saw Zacchaeus. And then he spoke to Zacchaeus. And Jesus was like so super excited to see Zacchaeus. I love how he pursues people. He says, Zacchaeus. He says his name like he knows him. He says his name and he says, I must see you. I must talk to you. When? Well, today. Like today. And I'm coming to your house. It doesn't matter what's going on in your family. It doesn't have matter if your house is messy. It doesn't matter that you're a sinner. It doesn't matter that you're a tax collector. It doesn't matter. I'm coming over. Anybody have friends like that? That's how Jesus is. And you may feel, my heart, Amritha, is so yucky. My past, my sin, what I've spent my time doing in this quarantine is so bad. But I want to tell you that Jesus is pursuing you. He knows you. He wants to see you. He doesn't want to spend another minute away from you. Jesus loves you. He loves you. And he says, I can't wait to be with you. I love this quote by Bob Goff. It says this, God pursues us in love. He's not trying to find us. He always knows where we are. Rather, he goes with us as we find ourselves again. Amen. 
this is the beautiful journey with God. I don't know about you, but there are times in my life with God where I feel like I am trying to go forward in my life with God, and I take a step forward, I have a moment of revelation, or a moment of just feeling close to God, and then the next couple weeks, I take five steps back. Anyone feel like that in your relationship? I go forward, and then I go five steps back. But again, remember, Jesus looked up, and this is what I want you to know. Jesus is walking toward you, and Jesus doesn't take one step forward and five steps back toward you. He keeps going forward and forward and forward until he reaches you. I remember back in the day before I met Pastor Pradeep and I was at this church, I was going through a really hard time. I was kind of like Zacchaeus. I was low. I was actually depressed. I was down. I was struggling. So I walked into a church in Colorado Springs. And I started going there. I was just looking for Jesus because I was so down and I was struggling so much. So I would go to this church week after week. I'd go to this church, but I didn't want to talk to anybody. You know when you're like down and you're like, I just want to isolate, which is like the worst thing for you, but you just want to isolate. So I just would go in late and I would leave early so no one would talk to me. And I didn't have to know anybody. I just was looking for Jesus. All I want is to meet with God because I heard that he could touch me in my depression. And so I went over and over to this church. And one Wednesday night service, I was standing, my arms were in the air, and I was worshiping the Lord. And this guy interrupted my worship. And he came over to me, and he tapped my shoulder, and he said, hey, what you doing? And I was like, I'm trying to focus. I'm trying to take my steps toward Jesus, man. You know, and he taps me on the shoulder, and he says, hey, do you want to hang out with me and my friends after church? I noticed that you were leaving early and coming in late. I was like, wow. And I was like, okay, I'll hang out with you and your friends after church. And I couldn't believe that somebody had been noticing, somebody knew enough that they're going to have to interrupt my worship to get me to talk to him. And bonus, he's tall, dark, and handsome. And I just couldn't believe that God was pursuing me. Yes, I was at this church and I was worshiping, but God was like, no, I want you to come into me even more. And the way that you're going to do that is with the community of Jesus around you at church. Doesn't it feel amazing to be noticed? Doesn't it feel amazing to be pursued? We all want that. We all need that. And I got good news for you today. If there's no one else in your life right now that's doing that, Jesus is doing that. He looked up at Zacchaeus, and he said, Zacchaeus, I must, I must see you today. My son, my little boy, he has autism. He's got some barriers that keep him from social connection, and there are days that I just think, if I could just get in there, I'm going to go, I'm going to pursue him. I'm going to figure this out. I'm not going to let there be distance between me and my son, no matter what. And then when, I, when I'm able to get there and make that connection with him, this is how Jesus feels toward you. This is how he felt toward Zacchaeus. Pursuing God is about realizing more and more that he has been pursuing you all along. Amen. You might feel lost. You might feel lost in the crowd, lost in the abyss of the internet right now, in the abyss of Zoom calls. You might feel lost, but Jesus isn't looking for you because he knows exactly where you are. So I hope that touches your life this morning. I believe that Jesus is pursuing us.
And so after Zacchaeus is looking for Jesus, and then Jesus is looking for Zacchaeus, we see that there is salvation that happens in Zacchaeus' house. And I, I love this. And we see something happens after one moment, one day, an encounter with Jesus. The scripture says, Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house because of this man too, the son of, a, son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and save the lost. And I, I love that Jesus invites himself over to the house. And like we said earlier, we all have friends like that. And we probably could use some more friends like that in the middle of a pandemic. We have a neighbor kid. This is really not super helpful for the sermon so far. But we have a neighbor kid. And he's like eight years old, and he found a he's hole so in cute. our fence. Yeah. And so he's been just sneaking through it. And hi. <laughs> hi, neighbor. I'm like, oh, hi there. This <laughs> little child is so cute. He shows up everywhere. He just keeps just on random. inviting himself over. The other day I pulled in, and he opened up the car door. And he was like, oh, you have a kid in there. I was like, yeah, I do. He's like, oh, there's some toys. He just grabs the toy. It's a little mar a rocket. He shoots it in the air. The rocket lands in the tree, and he's like, oh, I ruined it. Bye. I was like, ah! <laughs> But I, lo I love that he keeps on inviting himself over. And so Jesus is in the house with Zacchaeus. And in that one moment, Zacchaeus is like, whoa, my life, I need to change. I need to stop ripping people off and taking money from them. In fact, I'm going to give money to the poor. I'm going to return taxes that I stole in an unethical way. How many of you guys feel like we need people to encounter Jesus? <laughs> people that are just really needing some life change. And in 2020, man, I don't know. I've tried to create some new habits. I've tried to be a little bit more holy. But honestly, without the support system of the church, I feel like I've been unraveling a little bit. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like, you know, just sadness has crept in. Loneliness <laughs> has crept in. I have not felt entirely okay. I felt mentally fragile. In fact, I've had to start professional counseling in the midst of this pandemic because it's, it is hard not doing life together physically. Can I get a good amen? <laughs> and I, I've realized, though, I just can't willpower my way into health. I can't strength myself into just having this good presence in my mind and in my heart. I need an encounter with Jesus. I can't change myself. I need to change with Jesus. And I, I truly believe that nobody ever walks away from an encounter with Jesus without truly change. And sometimes we try to have behavior modification without heart transformation, but that doesn't happen. We need the presence of Jesus to change us. And so when Zacchaeus was out on a limb, Jesus went to a house with him. There it is. There it is. In real life. High five. Thank you. All glory to God. <laughs> Even though we've oh. been in real life high fiving this <laughs> <Yeah>. whole time. <laughs> <laughs> but when Zacchaeus seriously was out on a limb, Jesus said, hey, let's go to a house together. He went to a house with him. And that's where life transformation takes place. And I know we've been a digital church, and it pains me to say this, for 30 weeks now. Can you believe that? We've only had 10 in-person services. <laughs> in 20, I just want to weep. In 2020. But we believe that life transformation 
getting ourselves out of this rut isn't going to happen by our strength alone. We truly need Jesus. And that's why we are really passionate about this new season in Kalos. We are celebrating our third year birthday. It's amazing. We're celebrating that as Kalos Church, we've seen over 300 people make decisions to follow Jesus. We're celebrating that people have gotten married. Like, come on, Sam and Derek got married. This is their, this is their first public service as a married couple. Praise the Lord. We have people, oh my goodness, that have had kids. We're going to dedicate baby Cole Carlson to the Lord right after that. We're so pumped about that. And we are celebrating. But in this next season, we're excited to announce that we are gathering in house gatherings. We won't be gathering in hotels for the remainder of 2020, but we're excited that we can be like Jesus and say, today salvation will come to our house. And so Zacchaeus was lost in a crowd, and many of us are lost in the internet. Many of our family and co-workers are lost in the internet. And so we need to say, like Jesus, hey, I need to hang out with you in a house. I want to bring salvation from house to house to house. And so for the remainder of 2020, we're going to be worshiping with our online services in houses. And I'm, I'm just so excited about that, that in the same way Jesus pursues us, we're able to pursue our neighborhoods and the people around us. And I, I love this quote by Bob Goff. The quote says, God pursues us into whatever dark place we've landed and behind whatever locked door holds us in. He holds our unwashed and dirty hands and models how he wants us to pursue each other. And he says to ordinary people like me and you that instead of closing our eyes and bowing our heads, sometimes God wants us to keep our eyes open for people in need. Do something about it, about it and bow our whole lives to him instead. And so in this third year, we truly believe that we can reach people who need a fresh encounter with Jesus. People who are dealing, honestly, there's so many people in our lives right now who are just stuck in depression and addiction and loneliness and hopelessness. Our whole society doesn't know how to handle this pandemic, but Jesus does. Our whole society doesn't know how to handle all the nuances of a digital reality, but I wanna let you know, we can facilitate a fresh encounter with Jesus from house to house to house. And like Zacchaeus and Jesus, my prayer is that we can say salvation has come to my house. Maybe you've experienced salvation, but to your neighbor, we can say salvation has come to our house. And that's what we're excited for as we celebrate another year as Kalos Church. Amen, amen. Well, next week, we start our house gatherings. And for those of you that don't know yet, we're encouraging everyone to follow CDC guidelines, to wear masks, but to open up your home if you feel comfortable and invite your neighbor, maybe it's just one other couple, one other family into your home. In fact, some of you that are, are here that are part of Kalos, would you invite some of the newer people that came today to your house gathering next week? We want to make sure that we stay connected. And so tonight, everybody say tonight. Tonight, we are having a one-hour online Zoom meeting. For those of you that are interested in hosting a house gathering, all it is is basically best practices for how you can be a great host. We're not asking you to be a leader. 
You don't have to feel qualified. You don't have to be a leader in the church. A small, you, don't, you don't have to be a pastor, nothing. Just be a neighbor. Just open up your home. Be a neighbor if you feel comfortable. And tonight we'll give you some best practices. Our kids director, Amy Carlson, is also going to be online tonight. And she is going to share some ways to even um, have church with kids in your homes. And give you some best practices for that. So it's one hour. It's going to be tonight. We're also going to offer another one hour Zoom call on Thursday night as well. So that you can be set up and equipped to be a great house host. Anybody excited about that? I'm looking forward to it. Like Pastor Pradeepan said, we're, we're going to pray that salvation would come to our houses. That those of you that know people who need to be invited to a home, man, that, that they would encounter Jesus and salvation would come. Amen. Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much for this moment. Oh, Lord, three years you have been with us. You have never left us or forsaken us. God, I thank you for these three years. I thank you for how you moved among your people, how you're pursuing us. So, Lord, we pray that as we move forward from this year, God, we would still be people who carry in our hearts the hope of the world. And, God, would we encounter those who need you that are feeling far from you. And, Lord, we just commit as a church to inviting them into our home, to inviting them into our world, to say what you said, Jesus. I don't want to spend another minute away from you. Come on in. Lord, I thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for this moment, for this celebration today here in a parking lot. We love you so much. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen.